Welcome to the Who and What She Wants podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Ward, and each week I will be interviewing an inspirational female entrepreneur so that you can take away actionable tools and insights to enable you to build the business of your dreams. Whether you're first starting out building your own business, or if you have entrepreneurial dreams that you don't know how to make a reality, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm super excited to welcome the lovely Grace to the show. This incredible female entrepreneur launched her family-run business, Kiwi and Scott, and they specialize in creating bespoke event packages in their gorgeous vintage mobile coffee van and bar. Today, we're going to deep dive into Grace's entrepreneurial experience, and she is going to share with us how her background has helped to define the businesswoman that she is today. For anyone wanting to work within the world of hospitality and events, Grace's story will help inspire you to chase your dreams and follow your passion. Welcome to the show, Grace. I'm so pleased to have you on today. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. And you're all good as well? Yeah, really good, thank you. Good. So I thought to kick off the interview today, it would be amazing if you could just give us a bit of background into how Kiwi and Scott was founded and also just about your experience prior to that, just so we can get a bit of an idea of how you've ended up launching your incredible business yeah of course so um I originally worked in hospitality marketing for about six years um yes I've always worked within the restaurant bar um hotel industry doing marketing for them but unfortunately during covid got made redundant like lots of people have um so I found out in June that I was going to be made redundant but I had kind of always thought that probably was going to happen when Covid hit um so instead of kind of sitting around feeling sorry for myself um I decided that I'd quite like to go into the world of mobile catering um so the reason that it started was that I I live in Horsell um in Surrey Mm -hmm. and I have a beautiful canal which runs just behind my house so I used to walk the dog Mm -hmm. up and down there all the time and there's a beautiful spot there um which but just wasn't being used um and I thought it would be perfect for a little pop-up coffee shop coffee cafe place so that's kind of how the idea triggered um for the coffee van coffee shop I then went onto eBay had a look at what kind of vintage vans were available I'd seen like the really cute little Prosecco carts and Prosecco vans mm. at events so I wanted something quite similar to that but in obviously a form that I could serve coffee um, so found the little van which I have now which we bought in Leatherhead so when we bought it, it was already converted um, so it had like all the space for the storage and a tap and the coffee machine in it but it hadn't been used for quite a while and was pretty rank inside so ripped it all out redesigned it all um put kind of the retro lights in and the the wood paneling um and then yeah so went about contacting the basingstoke canal authority to see if it'd be something that they'd be interested in and just by luck i guess they came back and said that it was exactly what they were looking for i sent them some pictures of the van and they were like go for it and then kind of went from there really Grace, I feel like you're putting us all to shame. Everyone else sat in lockdown eating banana bread and I feel like you've literally managed to, to like pull out a whole business, a complete business. <laughs> this is so incredible. Oh, um, just to go back to your like kind of your original experience, what kind of marketing were you doing within the hospitality industry prior to launching Kiwi and 
Scott? Yeah, so I was mainly doing digital marketing um, for some big restaurant mm-hmm. groups like D&D and ETM. So running all of their campaigns, Christmas campaigns, summer campaigns, etc. I did quite a lot of website stuff, um, organic social media. So all of this has really helped me um, in terms of building my business and building my marketing and my online presence. Um, I've obviously applied all my knowledge from before um, and just kind of fed it into trying to build Kiwi and Scott really. Yeah that's so amazing especially that you can pull on like your past experience to help build up um, the new business. I can't believe as well you managed to get the van on eBay that's so incredible. (laughs) Good old eBay yeah it's so funny. I would never have even thought to look on there that's so amazing. I know it's a bit mad really but um, I have to be honest as well it was my dad who actually found it because he is an eBay absolute fanatic and he was a Oh, yeah, he? <laughs> he spends too much time on eBay. Um, and yeah, he was just looking out one evening and found it. So we just went for it, really. That's so amazing. So had you kind of discussed it as a family and you'd said that it was something or is it more something that you'd pioneered and thought to do? Or... Yeah, so um, my again, my dad had a good friend who had a mobile coffee business and she was doing mm-hmm. amazingly. So with that idea paired with me kind of walking along the canal and saying, like, I think this would be a really good spot. Um, that's how it kind of came about, really. And I spoke to my dad's friend about it and um she gave me quite a lot of advice around what would work well um and then yeah kind of just went from there really that's so incredible did you have did you say you had quite a lot of work to do to restore the van or was it kind of in pretty good condition yeah no so it was um it was fully working like the coffee machine tap Mm. and everything fridge was working but in terms of designing it to my style um that took quite a lot of time like we basically were like getting wallpaper they had horrible horrible coffee wallpaper on the walls so to like oh really oh I'd love to have seen that in action and like all these like (laughs) tiles on the yeah it was really rank so like pulled all of that out did that all myself (laughs) and then um yeah kind of went about designing it like put wood paneling and the the kind of brass copper shelves um etc in it um but yeah the van as well has been (laughs) quite a character it's definitely had um its issues mechanically and I'm definitely not mechanically brained so that has (laughs) been a challenge for sure yeah I bet it's so hard with things like that as well because I'm assuming with thing with a kind of fan like that is it quite like niche parts and stuff if you ever have to get them exactly it's like super super niche so the van is actually a french vehicle um it's called an axiom Mm -hmm. megaman um and yeah so we like as an example i think we were like week three or week four in and the gearbox broke which is probably one of the worst things that could break um and this was like end of July we were in so we were still in pretty much like nearly full lockdown um so had to source the part from France get it over here obviously during these pandemic times was a bit of a nightmare and then even the worst bit about it is is none of the garages want to work on the van because they've literally never seen a vehicle like that before so you take it no way so you take it to some garages and you're like listen can you please help me like this is broken they're like no sorry we're fully booked we can't do that I'm like oh god um oh poor thing getting thrown around from pillar to post no one wants it literally everyone's like no it's too difficult we don't know how to do it we can't get it on the ramp we can't do this so 
that's been um probably the biggest challenge with setting it up and like figuring out like how the van works and getting people like trustworthy people to work on it basically everything that could possibly break on the van has broken in terms of the brakes the gearbox the engine bracket yeah it's been a bit of a challenge oh my goodness this sounds like absolute chaos how were you managing your days as well were you like sort of running all the marketing yeah. to, for launch as well as doing all this renovation yeah, work exactly so um we bought the van, van as I said kind of like beginning of May um and then there was so many processes which I had to go through before I was actually allowed to trade um so you need so I needed oh. an alcohol license which is like a whole day course and then I had to do a test I needed a food and hygiene rating so I needed to do all my kind of food and hygiene um courses and qualifications and then I had to have the inspections so it's all like a load of paperwork as well as kind of building the website which I built myself which I've never completely built a website myself before I've designed one with a web developer um so that was um, yeah that was kind of a bit of a challenge designing that myself and building it myself um so yeah I had about two months before I actually started um trading to set everything up and figure it all out which was great for me during lockdown because I think that if I had nothing to focus my brain on, I would have kind of gone a bit mad, um, especially with like everything that was going on in the world. So it was good for me yeah. to have something to focus on. Um, and it was, I, I basically treated it like a full-time job. Like I was getting up, kind of starting work at eight, finishing at like 5.30ish, sitting down, like probably working on it, like planning how I was going to launch it, where I was going to market it, how I was going to do the website. Um, so yeah, it was like, it was a full-time job basically setting up for two months. And then now um I just kind of juggle it with um I, I finish down the canal at two and then I come back here clean the van sort it all out and finish by about three and then I do as much of the marketing work in the afternoon slash early evening as I can really it's really a full-time thing isn't it as well do you have I know you said you obviously built the mm. website yourself and you seem like you've done a lot of the work yourself have you had to outsource anything as well no not yet um so I am doing it all myself at the moment I have a really lovely lady who works for me on the van she works on Saturdays and Sundays um which means that I can have a bit of a break but in terms of anyone else who kind of has done any work for it not really it's just kind of been me on my own <laughs> see this is so incredible though because I think so many women that want to start their own businesses they almost get paralyzed with fear thinking oh I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do this and I feel like this is testimony that you can yeah. learn yeah, you as you go to. and you just need to get on yeah, and do exactly. it and there was there have been so many things that I've had to learn as I go which was so super scary like even being a barista like I've always had a interest in coffee um, and I've always loved it mm. and when I was much younger kind of working in restaurants and cafes I've been a barista but I had to do a full-on two-day barista course um, as well as go to the roastery on separate occasions learn all about the coffee beans before and, and nobody was telling me I had to do that but I did that because I wanted kind of the quality of the coffee we were serving to kind of be up to up to scratch. So I, I did that to myself, kind of put myself on these two-day barista courses and going to the roasteries and finding out as much as I possibly could about coffee. So I knew everything about it. So it could be kind of the best that it could be. 
that's so amazing that you had the initiative to do that. Did, was there sort of like a resource that we were using as a checklist of things that you had to do, or were you literally coming up with a checklist of what you had to learn how to do? So as well again, as... like um, a lot of it was from my dad's friend who had run the coffee business before. Okay, so yeah. She was like super, super helpful um, to me and like gave me lots of information around what what I need. Um, and also like one of the the suppliers who I actually buy my coffee off he is amazing and he's been like really really helpful um in me kind of setting everything up and so so supportive um of a new business so that's really really helped as well I've had a lot of yeah people who have kind of given guidance around what I need to do and what I need to know and and yeah do you have any tips on how you went about finding supplies, for example, your coffee bean supplier? Yeah, so um, again, I just kind of researched online, having a look who was in the local mm. area. There was like a roastery that I went to in Guildford to have a look at. Um, and then the one that we actually ended up going with, it's a Brazilian bean, um, but it's roasted in just outside of Milan in Italy. Um, and he is just based around the farm area and he's just was amazing and the reason that we went for him was that the coffee machine that we use um is quite a like fancy lever machine it's called an italian lever machine and it's quite different to other coffee machines that you might see um in the way that the way that the um, water is pushed through the coffee is all done manually um by lever so i have to like pull it down each time um the coffee gets expressed into the um, cups basically he knew Mm. about this machine and hardly anyone did um so that's the reason that we went for him over a couple of other different roasteries and and kind of coffee machine um service people was because he knew exactly about it um but yeah I just researched online really and then visited people spoke to them um had calls with them and then just kind of sussed out who would be best for the business really so I think that's such a great takeaway for everyone listening as well, just to go out there and actually do the research. Like there isn't going to be a Bible of yeah. how to do these things that you can just follow. Like you do just have to learn and do your research and do your due yeah, exactly. diligence. I think that's so inspiring. That will really inspire a lot of people listening. So thank you for sharing that, Grace. Um, Have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think I have, actually. I don't know whether I always thought that I was going to own a coffee slash bar business, um, but I had always wanted to (laughs) work for myself. Um, It's always been something that was kind of on my agenda as such. I think that the flexibility to me um, has always been really, really important. And the fact that whatever I've done, whether it was at uni, whether it was at school, if I've got a real passion for something, um, then I will literally put everything into it and make that a success. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of the reasons that I wanted to work for myself, because I know that if I'm building something of my own, that I will put everything into it. Um, Whereas sometimes if you're working for other people, um, it's someone else's dream as such. Um, So for me, that's why I'd always want to do that because it's I know that that's how I work best if, if, if I'm really really passionate um, about something and I want to make it succeed 
Yeah, I completely resonate with that. Do you have many people in your social circle that are also entrepreneurs that you can kind of look no, to for advice? No, I don't actually. Um, not in terms of my friends. I mean, my dad is. My dad runs his own businesses. Um, he's like, he's a doctor, but he's got lots of different medical businesses off the side. So he's been an amazing support. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like other peers, um, no, I don't have friends. But, you know, there might be more since COVID and people's circumstances change. And I hope there is more. I hope people do kind of um get the power to do their own thing and think oh I might have lost my job but I can now follow my dream and and hopefully some of my other peers may become entrepreneurs who know yeah I think that has been a silver lining actually to come out of COVID that so many people where they've had a bit more time on their hands have been able to pursue things that they are passionate about um, and give it a bit of a go and almost like use the time sort of the lockdown period to test the waters with how they would launch the business and hopefully exactly. get it off the ground but um, it is so exciting to see all these new female entrepreneurs popping up do you find it quite challenging sometimes that you don't have peers and friends to bounce ideas off because I know it's something that I struggle with sometimes which is actually why I launched the podcast um just because I felt like sometimes I had certain for example when you're in a corporate job you never have to worry about I don't know there's just certain things you don't have to worry about whereas when you are an entrepreneur I feel like you have to deal with things that are hard to relate to if you are in an office job I don't know would you agree I would agree like I was writing my first invoice um the other day for a piece of work that I'd done and it literally took me hours to put together an invoice template just because I'd never done one before so I don't know what I'm doing um so I was like do you know what I actually cheated on mine I found an online like a website that does them for me I'll I'll share it with you it's so lazy like it basically generates it for you because I was the same as you like when I have my first bit of billable work I was like um mm. I don't know how to do this <laughs> like I had to google it and the first thing that caught was like this website I thought well I'll just give it a go but it is hard isn't it because you do just have to kind of almost like yeah. google everything and hope that yeah, you exactly. find the answer but yeah so that's exactly it if I had like peers who I knew were going through the same thing I'd be like oh god if, how do you do your invoices or how do you do that but yeah so that's just like one example but no definitely I think that it is um sometimes a bit of a challenge and and also like when I was working in more corporate jobs before, it's kind of very, very structured and you know what salary you're going to get each month, you know what work you've got to do. Whereas for me now, like Kiwi and Scott is, uh, there can be quite up and down. Like as an example, if it is raining seven days a week, I can't go to work for Kiwi and Scott. So that's kind of quite difficult Mm. in that sense. And I think other peers like understanding that sometimes can be difficult um which is why I'm kind of trying to do some other marketing bits on the side just to make sure that kind of tides me over as such yeah that is one of the things that can be quite difficult and I think sometimes it can be hard to explain to other people for example if I ever have friends now that want to perhaps book something that's quite a big layout I have to be a bit more financially careful just because now obviously like you say your income isn't as regular as it once was so you kind of have to be a little bit more cautious um which is definitely something I don't think anyone tells you or I don't know about you but I didn't really think about it until I became an entrepreneur and then I was like okay my steady income's been cut off like I really need to work this out now and like get on yeah, top of my no, finances exactly 100% and it, you need to be more in control of it and you need to especially like when you're just starting out like we are um you really have to fight for the work and I know that it will be kind of longer term reward um but yeah like 
I have to really kind of fight. We all have to like fight for it now. Um, and, and yeah. I think that is the other thing as well. Like you almost kind of, I don't know about you, but I kind of naively assumed it'd be really easy to get clients and things. Um, This is obviously more relevant to your marketing work that you've been doing, but I think it is hard. It is quite difficult to kind of put yourself out there and sell your services and the work that you do. Exactly. And yeah, even with like um, Kiwi and Scott and things, obviously I've got that pitch down um, in Woking on the canal. But in terms of like when we were allowed to do events, like I was really trying to push for that and get some event bookings. But obviously it's like the worst time to possibly be trying to book events because the idea is, is that Kiwi and Scott could be hired to do 50th birthday parties or weddings or um any kind of occasion like that so I was like really pushing that but just no there was no real traction from it and I think it it obviously was probably because of covid um and we did do one cocktail party which was amazing when you were allowed to have the 30 people um yeah so we got one in which was really really good um but then apart from that, we haven't done any others, but obviously there's all these, it's, it is due to all the restrictions. Um, I've had like a couple of inquiries for next year, um, kind of parties and events and things that Kiwi and Scott could be at, which is exciting. But that side of the business um, has kind of not really be able, I haven't really been able to develop it. Yeah, that is the trouble at the moment. It is kind of making it a bit, especially for I feel so bad for the events and hospitality industry because I do feel like out of all the industries, it has been hit quite hard by COVID. It's great, though, to see you pivoting and still being able to, where you've got your space on the canal. I think that's, you know, I think that's the way to do it, isn't it? Like, see the positives and work on the things that you can currently do. We've got such a loyal customer base down there and I've made so many friends, which is like... It's really nice like the, like I said we're in Horsell and um yeah there's just so many customers now like I've genuinely got a couple of customers who come down and like sit with me for like hour and a half two hours sometimes every day and have a chat which is like really really nice and also it's really nice because there's like quite a lot of older people um who come down and I think they just like really like chatting and a lot of people are lonely like during this period of time and it means that they feel safe because they're outside and yeah, so it's been that kind of positive side of things being really, really good. I bet that feels really fulfilling as well to feel like you've helped someone. You know, you've you've been a bit yeah, of a light no, in someone's like, day. This lovely lady who lives um, on the actually on the canal, and she lives on her own. And she's um, she came down the other day, and she was like, "Do you play Duolingo? You know that app where you learn like French?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I do. oh yeah." And, um, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, would you like to be my friend on Duolingo?" So me and her are now friends on Duolingo, and um, been practicing French together. And she's she's like eighty two or something she said um but she's so lovely and she was telling me before how like she was lonely and she doesn't really have much many family around her husband's died and yeah so like stuff like that is like so so lovely and that feels really special being able to have a little like light on the canal where people can come down and kind of have a chat with me and you know it's nice oh that's literally put the biggest smile on my face that was such a sweet story (laughs) That sweet lady in her app. That is so sweet. It must be so lovely to meet people like that and really feel like you're making a difference in their lives, which you are by the sounds yeah, of things. No, that's is. so it's incredible. Really, it's really sweet. And that side of things is 
is so lovely um but there's there's yeah like I say there's so many people who come down there um for a chat and have coffee and it's really nice it's kind of created almost like a little a little space where people can meet up and if they're on their own and like people don't feel worried to come down there on their own so always talk to someone um so that's really really nice and I think that it's definitely I hope anyway during Covid it's allowed kind of people who do feel lonely to kind of have a chance to have a chat with someone Sounds like you've made yeah. a really nice community hub. I'm sure everyone's so grateful for it yeah. in the area. That's so lovely. Um, not to make the interview too corona heavy, because I know we have sort of touched on corona quite a lot, but um, how did you manage to keep yourself so motivated and sort of working towards your vision during a time that was quite stressful for a lot yeah, of people? Um, I think that I... I knew that I had to do something because I didn't want to be doing nothing, if that makes sense. And with this with this mm-hmm. coffee business, I as soon as we started doing it, as soon as I started designing it, as soon as I started building the website, I just literally just got this massive flare of I absolutely love this and I want to make it a really big success. And I think that's what kind of drove me on is like the flair that I had for the van when we bought it and I, the like potential that I could see in it and I could see massive potential in it. And I just thought I want to do this now. And like, I, everyone's like, Oh my God, you pit, like you did it so quickly. And I did do it so quickly because as I say, I was like working on it like a full-time job. Um, and that's why we kind of turned it around as quick as we did. But yeah, I, I'm not one of those people that can kind of sit around doing nothing. Um, and I think that I probably, if I was going to sit around and do nothing, would have like dwelled on the fact that I'd been made redundant and like all this depressing stuff that was going on in the world. And I just didn't want to do that. Um, it's just not really me. So I just had to, yeah, just focus my brain on something. And I got a real passion and a drive for it. The more and more I did it, the more potential I saw in it and the more excited it made me. It really does sound like you found your passion in life, which is so amazing. So I think so many of us stumble around aimlessly trying to find it. Yeah, it really no, does I sound do. like you I found yours. I love it. And I think that what I really like about Q and Scott is that I can see that it could grow. Like there is a lot of potential for it to grow if I wanted it to. And now that I've kind of learned as much as I've learned, and there's definitely still a million things to learn. Um, but I think that I could roll it out and I could get another van or open a cafe or I think there's lots of kind of options there um so I that really kind of fires me on as well that's so amazing I can definitely tell you're passionate it literally oozes out of you but I think as well because you're where you're so motivated and so driven I really feel like the business will just go from strength to strength um I think a lot of the time it's who's behind the business as well and you know the mindset that the, the business owner has and from the sounds of things, you have such a great entrepreneurial mindset. So I can only see oh, it going from strength yeah, to strength, well, to be honest. We will see what happens to Kiwi and Scott and, yeah, where it can go, really. I mean, yeah, as I say, there's loads. Of, there are lots of options. I don't know whether I would buy an Axiom Megavan again. I might get a slightly different van because um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ever going to be able to learn to be a mechanic. And that is probably what you would need to use that van. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I reckon you've got it in oh, you you know I reckon you can God, do it I, I don't doubt it um but yeah no I think that there's yeah as I say I don't know whether it would be a cafe or another van or the canal really want me to um I've got a couple of other spots that I can take the van to that I've kind of got the license and they really want me to 
to do that and kind of get another van or or trailer or whatever they've never had a coffee van ever on the canal in all the years that it's been going which is called hundreds um yes wow you're a pioneer um like on the canal so they're then they're really happy with how it's going and they love how it's kind of bringing people to the canal um so they they're really keen for me to kind of expand it um so yeah it's just kind of getting the time and the storage as well I mean the little van at the moment is parked on my drive but I don't know what we'd do if we had like three you'd have to get a storage unit I guess yeah that would start to get difficult wouldn't it you'd need yeah. to almost hire out its own car yeah, park so you can store them all at night <laughs> that would be madness um what do you find or what have you found have been the best marketing techniques for helping to promote yeah, so the best Scott? things I've actually found which has surprised me um has been all of the local Facebook groups so around Horsel we've got kind of the Horsel Wire, Woking Live, Chobham West End like all these like local Facebook groups which all of the mums go on and the dads um and there's thousands of followers so each week on them on a Monday you can post on them um about the business that's the day that you're allowed to post about the business and I have got so much engagement from it so many people have seen us on those pages and come down and said oh I've seen you on Facebook I still get it now I'm four months in and I post every week and I still get people coming down at least a couple of times a day oh we saw you on Facebook like new people um and yeah I can't believe it because obviously I've run marketing campaigns in the past with like thousands of pounds worth of budget um and yeah I mean this I've obviously not put any money behind it I literally just post on these I think there's like four or five like woking mums like all these different ones that I post on each Monday um and yeah it's been really really good oh and also the um so the the mayor came down to see me at the end of no at the beginning of September so I had I was in the Woking News and Mail newspaper which was quite amusing <laughs> oh that's yeah. so cool do you know what I saw this on yeah, your Instagram so in actually that's so cool good and um there was like a local Horsel magazine which again I would have never ever thought that that would really be that impactful but I've had so many people, oh, I saw you in the newspaper, I saw you in the magazine. Um, so, yeah, like really kind of local marketing has has really, really worked for us. See, I think this will be so inspirational yeah. to anyone else that has a local business, um, just because they're easy things that you can easily implement yourself and you don't need massive budget to do it, which is especially good when you are starting out and you perhaps don't have the budgets there to invest thousands yeah, exactly. into a marketing campaign. Yeah, I've not spent that any, is so incredible. Spent any money on like paid advertising campaigns as of yet for Kiwi and Scott, it's all just like been organically grown. And like, I think that, um, I think there was quite a lot of interest around me and the van because like I said, there was there's never been anything like this on the canal before. So like a lot of um, kind of local channels are picking up. Like there was like a Woking Council Instagram who did like a like an Instagram takeover with me, which I thought was really, really, I thought I looked, was awful on it. But anyway, I just did it anyway. I had to like film myself, like talking to the <laughs> camera and um, like a day in the life of me on Kiwi and Scott. Um, so that, that again was really, really good. They did like an Instagram takeover of me and, and these were all just um, channels which naturally like came to me. I didn't look for them. Um, they just, they just messaged me and said, wow. we're really interested in, posting you on our Instagram channel or we're really interested in putting you in the newspaper it's all like I've been very lucky in that sense 
that's incredible isn't it and it's funny as well that because I know poor yeah. print media gets quite a bad rap these days and I know you said you were featured in a few sort of magazines and things like local ones but it just goes to show doesn't it that there is still yeah, power exactly. behind local print media well, like in terms of the demographic of people who come down the van like I'm not targeting like a really young audience like I am targeting a slightly older audience um so I think that's probably why the print media has worked quite well um, because it is a, probably an older audience who would read um, the newspapers and the local. I mean, I I read the local Horsel magazine, but you know what, you know, you know what I mean. So yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Though. That is really amazing. I think that'll be definitely really inspirational to anyone that is running a local business and has been kind of thinking of ways to really get their business out yeah. there without spending a lot of money um that should hopefully give them a lot of hope and inspiration um so what have been your biggest challenges so far on your journey um, as an entrepreneur so yeah the biggest challenge for Kiwi and Scott for me has definitely been learning about the van and how the van works and problems going wrong with the van um so yeah it, that was like a completely <laughs> different world to me is like how the van works in terms of like setting up the marketing and the website like I've done all things like that before but that was like quite a stress for me at the beginning because obviously when I'm down there I'm down there on my own and it's got so many different components that could go wrong if you don't have this plugged in here or that filled up correctly that was quite a that was quite a stress for me at the beginning um and then the next challenge would probably just be like the the uncertainty in terms of like not being able to control the weather as an example like I was saying I've never had um I've never like not known what income I'm gonna have and like one week can be amazing and then the next week can be not so good so it's like really really flippant um so it's just kind of getting getting on top mm. of my accounts and like working that all out and making sure that yeah just kind of working that all out that's probably been um the biggest challenge as well do you have any sort of techniques or anything that you do to keep yourself in a positive mindset for example on a week when it is kind of raining the whole week and obviously it has thrown a bit of a spanner into the works how do you keep yourself positive still yeah um I think that if it is raining I just think to myself well this is just going to be my day that I'm going to have to focus on the marketing side of Kiwi and Scott and reaching out to um new business like that I don't know business parks or events or um Facebook groups for cyclists or sporting events and I just think this is my day to do this today or sorting out my invoicing or sorting out my stock take so I just have to I just have to kind of yeah see it as an admin day as such if it is rainy and sometimes I do really really need that because like I said before otherwise I'm like working until really late in the evening so I'm like trying to juggle everything so sometimes if it rains I'm a bit like oh thank god I needed a breather <laughs> um, yeah exactly <laughs> it's always um, come at a good so time sometimes it comes at a good time other times it's a bit like oh god um but yeah like this week as an example it rained on Wednesday we're on Thursday so yeah so it rained Wednesday and I had got so much done which I had to get done for the business and so that was a real positive for me because I like had a massive to-do list in the morning I just sat down I did it all day um and I think that that's kind of how I stay positive I just think right I can get my tasks done that I'm really like pushing on the back burner um and I just get through my list and that makes me feel better I think that's such a key trait of being an entrepreneur yeah. as well being able to be flexible and not get too disheartened yeah, exactly. if your day doesn't go as you thought it was going to 
But I bet on the flip side of that as well, you have some days that really surprise you that are so much better than you maybe thought. Like perhaps a day that ends up being yeah. really sunny and you're really busy. So it's kind of yeah, exactly. both sides of the coin, isn't it? Just kind of like controlling that emotion as such like it is an emotion that you have to deal with like if you if it's a really sunny day and you're not that busy it's like what's going on like what have I done wrong and then other days it can be like a bit drizzly and gray and I'm so busy so it's like that was something that I had to learn and am still learning is like how to kind of deal with that like it's very very up and down it's like a literally like a roller coaster so you I, I think I'm getting better at it but it's definitely going to take time yeah no yeah. definitely it's almost like a muscle you have to build up isn't it like over time you will get it becomes easier and becomes more second nature to you but it is a bit of a change in pace and a change in the way that you have to look at things so yeah, it definitely, no, definitely does take some adapting for sure I'm going to ask you a slightly different question than I had planned just because I feel like we kind of covered what I had planned to say, which is amazing. So I feel like we've covered so many great things. But um, I know that you said that you've hired your first person. What was the process like for that? Have you ever had to hire anyone before? Was yeah, that kind so of your I've first hired experience? people before um, in, in previous roles, kind of marketing execs, etc. Um, so I have done like interview processes before. But in terms of actually putting a job advert up I've not done that before so um I just put a job advert on Gumtree actually um and I got loads of applicants which I was again that's something which surprised me but like pleasantly surprised me um so yeah got loads of applicants for the role um your Saturday and Sunday role um I really wanted someone who was going to be like really really trust trustworthy and that like really fitted the brand and like a main thing for me when I was hiring was I wanted someone that was like really really kind of good like customer focused and really friendly and like super super approachable because I have like I was saying I've built up such a um strong customer base down there and um until kind of all end of August time it was basically me there every single day um seven days a week that people knew me and like had a good relationship with me that I didn't then want to kind of break away from that so I wanted someone who was really friendly and they were going to want to keep coming back to seeing her and having a chat to her or him whoever it was going to be um so that's kind of how I found Paula who's this lovely lovely lady who works for me um she's studying as a nutritionist um really really into like her food and her coffee and she she has a massive passion for um coffee as well um so that really really helped and she is just so personable everyone like absolutely loves her and that's like really really lovely for me like when I'm working down there in the week I get a lot of my regulars like coming up to me saying oh Paul is so lovely like we love seeing her on the weekends she's so chatty I had a great chat with her and for me, that's like a massive, um, really, really big compliment, I guess, because I've hired well, because people are really, really complimenting her and saying how amazing she is. And she, we're really, really lucky to have her. She's definitely like a great asset to the team. Yeah, she sounds amazing. Was it quite scary that kind of first weekend when she was left by herself for you as a business owner obviously having to step away and knowing that your business is in in (laughs) someone else's look that will come out a bit funny (laughs) is in someone else's hands for a few you know for a day or two like how does that feel draw myself away for ages my um yeah yeah, I'd be the yeah. same. I'd be like looking with binoculars through the bush oh, no, or something, like, to see what was going like, on. Like, two minute walk away, so I was like, 
peering back like constantly but no (laughs) for the first like couple of weekends I well she obviously did like a shift with me like I didn't leave on her own straight away um and then for the few weekend like first few weekends I was like very very close by um and sat there with her for quite a lot of it and then like now um like last weekend as an example like she didn't need me there at all like she just picked a van up went down there did her shift brought the van back and like was perfect so um yeah oh that's amazing it must be such a relief for you as well to know that you now have that support like I was getting quite um, worried about the fact that, because I was thinking, like, I can't work seven days a week. Like, this is just going to kill me. Um, so I was, like, a bit worried mm. about that, which was why it's just, like, such a massive relief that I've managed to find someone who's so amazing and also just loves it so much. Like, she's got all these amazing ideas about things that she can bake and um different like cookies and brownies and because she's so into like her nutrition and things so we're going to start um doing kind of more home-baked um treats on the van which is something I've always really wanted to do but again it's just like from a time point of view it's like do I have the time to do the baking probably not but like she absolutely loves that and really really wants to do it so um that's something that we're kind of looking at doing at the moment that's amazing she literally sounds like the perfect hire that's incredible I know we've kind of touched on it before but where do you see your business in five years time what are your goals for the future question I think that um for Kiwi and Scott I would really do think I would love the opportunity to kind of expand it um a bit more I would love to kind of get either a couple more sites maybe on the canal or in some other kind of hotspot areas um and then I think like ultimately I think I'd love to have a cafe like I've for some reason I've always really wanted to own a cafe um so it's whether I would turn yeah like Kiwi and Scott into like a actual fixed space I know that um obviously I don't have massive overheads at the moment because it's a mobile vehicle which is why it's also so brilliant if you then go to have a cafe then you're obviously going to have much higher overheads um but I think in terms of like a long-term goal Mm. um that's definitely something that I would that I would like to kind of look into that's so exciting I can't wait to see what happens and I have no doubt that you'll get there as well yeah, I can imagine you having a ton amazing. of sites in the near future <laughs> I thought we would finish this interview with a question that I ask all of my guests so firstly what advice would you give to all the incredible women out there who have entrepreneurial dreams of their own but yeah, are just so, too afraid um, to get started I think advice that I would give is don't not do something because you're worried what other people would think so I never thought that I was gonna become an owner of like a mobile coffee van and bar and I think that I would have um if you'd said to me I don't know 10 months ago that this is what I'd be doing I'd be worried that other people would have thought that no Grace should be in like a corporate job like striving to be like director of marketing this is what she should be doing because that's the path that she's followed since she's graduated whereas like I've completely diverted um and I think that a lot of people might be worried to kind of follow their dream because they're worried that other people think they should be sticking to I don't know what their degree was if they studied law or if they're in marketing or whatever they're doing um yeah so don't don't be worried about what other people think like who cares it's about what you want to do and what makes you happy um and that's definitely something that is like been a massive thing 
for me and still sometimes I think oh like I have tiny wobbles in my head I'm like oh god maybe I should go back into the corporate world and then I'm like no this is what I want to do and I don't need to care about what other people think I should be doing like this is what I want to do Mm, this is a conversation that comes up quite a lot on the podcast with the women I speak to I think because our our society today is just so conditioned to expect people to behave in a certain way and if you don't and if you break the mold there is self-doubt that creeps up and I think it's almost natural because I think we're just so conditioned to almost like you know do your education and then follow in whatever you've done your education background in and get a career in it work you up the ladder and if you dare to deviate you do feel like people are judging you but I think you're a testament to the fact that you do just have to follow your passions and your passion Um, will make it work that's definitely been a big thing for me is like worrying what other people will think about what I'm doing and then I'm like no like it doesn't even matter like I'm so happy doing this so this is what I want to do and I think sometimes I think sometimes as well yeah. being happy is almost like the ultimate goal isn't it yeah exactly. like everything else and becomes like, a little bit secondary had, um places where I've worked before where I have been so unhappy like it's just like taken over my whole life because you're just stressed so stressed out and it's just it's just not worth it like I'd rather be getting stressed about trying to build my own business which is something that I'm passionate about than getting stressed about a deadline for a marketing campaign for a massive client yeah it's so true so so true I feel you on that one. Um, so my last, last, last question: What does being a yeah, female so, um, entrepreneur mean to you? I think it definitely makes me quite proud to be a female entrepreneur. And I think in my last job, I had a pretty, pretty horrible boss who never really believed in me that much and kind of really tried to like stamp my confidence. And I think that partly it was—it's very weird, but I think it was partly because I was a woman. Um, and I think that so now that I am kind of a female entrepreneur I think that that has really kind of proved something to me and like to just ignore whatever anyone else has kind of said about you in the past and yeah I think it's, it makes me proud oh I love that thank you so much Grace for taking the time today to chat with me I really really appreciate it and I think everything you've said today will really resonate with a lot of the listeners so thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge with us um you can follow Kiwi and Scott's inspiring journey over on Instagram the handle is Kiwi and Scott so that's at Kiwi so K-I-W-I and A-N-D-S-T, sorry, S-C-O-T, but I'll put all the links and the handles in the description for the podcast Thank as well. You. But really Thank you so much, Grace. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to keep up to date with the latest who and what she wants podcast episodes then please follow our instagram page which is at the handle at who and what she wants podcast or hit the subscribe button now we hope to see you again soon